I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalise you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me. I'm an education consultant specialising in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy, passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. I have the most gorgeous girl on having a chat with me today, Mel Thomas. So welcome, Mel. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Very, very happy to be here and um, loving this whole new online world of connection. And yeah, it's good. It's different. I like it. It's good. (laughs) Well, you know what, Mel? We're all pivoting, aren't we? I think that's the word of the last few weeks and months. How do we pivot in a world that has been disrupted? And especially for leaders, that's what this show is all about. Our mental health our physical health, our whole well-being, our spirituality, our whole demeanour is really important in these times of major upheaval. So it is an absolute pleasure to have you today. Thanks, Carrie. We're creating some content that's going to really help people to connect with their safety, their well-being, their mindfulness and, and their leadership. So, yep, we're in the right space. I think so. And we're probably creating a new space as well because what we've always known, the normal, is no longer normal. We do have some snippets of normality that are really important to keep. But for the world of work, for the world of family, for the world of relationships and the way we're connecting, it's really critically important that we do actually pivot a little bit, that we actually are agile and move around. So, Mel, for those of our audience that don't know you, Tell us a little bit about you. I, the last seven years, since 2013, I've been running a not-for-profit called The Kiup Project. And I got my start thanks to Lane Beachley, the most iconic seven-time world champion surfing Australian legend. Lane used to run a charity. I applied to her a charity with nothing more than this idea. What if instead of being embarrassed and ashamed of my personal story, of having grown up with family violence, I owned it? And what if I could take my 20 plus years, 25 years of martial arts experience and create something to help break the cycle of violence against women and children in the community? So Kiop Project was born. Kiop means to shout. It's a Korean world using martial arts. And for the last seven years, I've been working in school and working with women in, in shelters and universities, businesses, helping them to be prepared, not scared, and to move into strong-hearted action. So that's been my day job up until the pandemic. <laughs> and, then, and then we had a bit of a shift. Everybody is shifting, pivoting, and I quite like those adjectives. We can make them an outer and as an adjective, but I quite like them because they're actually meaning movement and uh, we actually have to try something new. And a lot of us find that really difficult. We really find change hard going and that sense of uncertainty. You know, there's lots of phrases around at the moment about how do you lead yourself in these times of uncertainty? How are we going to go forward? What's the world going to be like? 
Well, I think it's a lay down there that yeah. the world <laughs> is going to be different. I agree. I don't think it will go back to the way things were. If I look at March, you know, I called it March Madness. Yeah. I had every single day in my diary was booked. I was talking with the Australian Navy, PayPal, Benigo oh. Bank. I have a role with the Australia Day Council as an ambassador and I was going to an entire regional community to present these self-worth and self-defence key-up workshops to all the schools. And then within two weeks, my entire diary had been completely cleared. Yeah. And I found myself in a very strange position because my key message and what I stand for and what I do in the community is empower people to raise their standards, champion their safety and well-being, but, you know, to really dive into understanding domestic violence. The problem I had was the domestic violence was still there and just because I wasn't out being face-to-face, that problem wasn't going away. In fact, police still receiving a call every 120 seconds. Yeah. So it's amplified. And so how you go about doing what you're doing has to change. Yeah. So how could I still connect? How could I still help people in the community? And like the key word there is connection. Now, where I'd been going out and having face-to-face time and really connecting with my community that way, that's all changed. And self-isolation and social distancing for people that are living in domestic violence crisis. You know, it's already like you're living in a prison. Now it's like throwing away the key. Yes. Yeah. So for me, the pandemic was about shifting my mindset and thinking how can I connect with people and so that they can reach out to their communities. So I came up with this idea and it's called Work Buddy Check and it's a traffic light system. So the idea is based on scuba diving. Just And this is like uncharted waters, isn't it? And just like you wouldn't go out scuba diving without a buddy, I feel like at this time, more than ever, in this pandemic, in this crisis, this global crisis, you need a buddy. So Work Buddy came to life and it was, was my way of connecting with people that are in crisis and need help now. It's been yeah. a way to have some certainty. It's been a way for me to keep moving forward and adapting. And I think, if anything, that's what this time is about, isn't it? It's adapting. Yeah. So you've just given us a fantastic example, really, of how you've had to re-pivot, readjust, yeah. rethink about how you can still do the passionate work that you really believe in. So you've given us a great example of how you've managed to still continue to thrive in this whole lot of disruption. And I know, Mel, I wouldn't like to meet you in a dark alley, actually. <laughs> and I'd really like to have some of your skills. So uh, tell us a little bit about what it is that helps you thrive daily. Because you are experiencing the change in disruption just as much as anybody else. So tell us a bit yeah. about that. Well, just in case people are wondering why you wouldn't want to meet me in a dark alley. So, yeah, one little thing that I may have left out, actually, or I glossed over. Yeah, I am a martial artist. So I've been practising Hapkido for more than 25 years. I have two Australian titles, 
which is bad for a 45-year-old mother of two that has trouble yeah. doing star jumps. So, you know, look, adapting and thriving in this environment hasn't all just been about what I can do in my community and what I can do with business. It's been about my training. It's been about the well-being of my family and our kids and my daughter also practices martial arts. I would imagine you still do a whole lot of practice around your martial arts. You yeah. Have, you have to eat really well. You have to sleep. Yes. So some yeah. of the things you're putting into place, you know, for, um, to help you thrive. Well, yeah, I still do some limited training. Just believe it or not, and this I, I don't want to go too far off track, but just when I started training, <laughs> I fell down the stairs at home and I snapped my calf muscle. So on day one of going back to training this year, I was injured. So I started adapting before the pandemic. Look, you know, I think it's about mindset, just mm. doing the best I can with what I've got, not worrying too much about what I could do and being more accepting and more kind to myself about what I yeah. can do now. There's no point in me trying to maintain some of the level of fitness that I had in the lead up to this time because the biggest challenge for me has been mindset and then looking at what I want to focus on, what's important to me. One of the things that I'm really focusing on now and what's really important to me is completing this book that I started. Oh, tell us a bit about that. Where's it going to go? What are you hoping for it? So I've got a fantastic editor that I'm working with, Kelly Irving. I highly recommend if you've got people that are looking to write a book, she will walk you through the process. For me, the book is about educating people around domestic violence. I wanted to give workplaces as it well. So women in leadership, I wanted to give them a perspective on what domestic violence crisis looks like for women. I think a lot of people in crisis is, you know, she's she's in the fetal position in the corner of the house and she can't, yeah. you know, sh she can't achieve anything or do anything. These women have jobs, right? And they are... They've got like backbones of steel. They've got to get up. They've got to go to work. They've got to provide for their families under, you know, the most traumatic conditions. So I wanted workplaces to understand what it takes for someone in crisis to live their life. Mm -hmm. um, I want them to, to have workplace policy that's not just lip service. And, yeah, so this book is going to be, Part memoir, I do want to share about my experience. I want people to know that you can come out the other side. I think there's some great stories. There's some incredible women that I've been researching and I want to share their stories as well. So really a story about survival and connection so the workplaces can really support these women yeah. to be the wonder women that they are. Well, and there's no judgment on any of us about how great or how we feel about being the Wonder Woman because <laughs> we all are and it's often our own realisation that is uh, the hardest thing to actually get in here and believe. So Mel, I've really enjoyed listening to a little bit about what you're doing, how you're leading through this disruptive time. The aim of the live studio, Thrive Studio, is all about that. We can be in crisis, we may not look like we are. A lot of the work we do is internal and it's really important. And so for anyone, whether you're leading your family, your friendship group, 
even your neighbourhood at this point in time with uh, all our social distancing, or if you're still in your job or you've actually had to move really quickly sideways or you have no job. This aims to give you something to think about during the week, to tap into the wisdom and to the strength of others like Mel and like Carrie Benedette, who are having a bit of a shot, having a go, because life really isn't like it used to be. And I know that the future is going to be quite different as well. So listeners, if you would like to know a little bit more about what Mel does, Mel, what's your best contact details? Well, you can get hold of me through WorkBuddyCheck, which is mel at workbuddycheck.com if you want to send me an email. You can also have a look on my not-for-profit, which is called The Kyup Project. And Kyup is spelled K-Y-U-P project.com.au. Kyup means to shout, and it's a Korean where we use in martial arts. Thank you. And yeah. shout she is. Yeah. And shout she is. Yeah. And if you'd like to know a little bit about me, carriebenedette.com, brand new pivotal leadership course just for you, moving from fear into confidence. That's up on the website. Podcast, Thriving Matters podcast, where it's global. We go around the world. Mel, it's been an absolute pleasure. So thank you so much. Thank you. I'm very, very, very proud to be here and I'm so proud of you and this is awesome. Bye, everybody. See ya. Bye.